No, I'm disappointed we've lost, you know, it's another defeat at home, which, you know, it's hard to take. I thought we were good value for at least a draw. An outstanding performance, especially in the second half from the players. But I think over the course of the game, I think we've created the better chances. We should have won by more. I thought the reaction second half and the will to win was, was all for there to see. Absolutely phenomenal goal. Probably the best goal I've ever seen live. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Have your say. Call 08 08 17 17 700. Let's go, 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 go. And you can have your say tonight and I bet you want to. What a seven days it's been. This time last week we were looking forward to Celtic against Rangers and then the European action. And who would have guessed? Rangers winning both, Celtic losing two in a row. And what about that goal last night? Rob McLean was the commentator for BT Sport. Kemar Ruflu using his power to get the ball well away from Alan McGregor and he has a long range pass oh, goal and goal. he scores absolutely <laughs> sensational is that the best goal you've ever seen Barry Ferguson yeah it's certainly one of them um, the commentary is great for, for <laughs> Rob um, but when I when I actually watched the highlights last night I'm thinking he's going to the side the right hand side to try and waste a bit of time but the imagination from Roof uh, was, was unbelievable I, I was astonished of the goal um, and fair play I mean hopefully that will give him a bit of confidence but one of the best goals I have seen So what do you think Colin 08 08 17 17 700 Si it's been quite a week and what about for Celtic uh, two defeats in a row the pressure on the champions Yeah I was uh, I was surprised that they started with a 3-5-2 last night um, I think they were much better in a kind of 4-3-3 4-2-3-1 whatever you want to call it um, I think you get the best players in their best positions and I think that's what we'll see for Celtic in the next coming weeks playing that formation In the last few moments we've heard from the manager Neil Lennon of the 111 trophies in a row it's not bad and I think the criticism at times is overbalanced against them people take them for granted what we're going through at the minute in terms of it's not normal. normal. Rob, it's not normal. It's been quite a week. Yeah, absolutely. Old Firm defeat, losing to Milan last night and a massive match at Pataudry on Sunday. Uh, the pressure is on for Neil Lennon and Celtic. Uh, more of him to come. And uh, can I just say that, uh, thankfully, I'm on uh, commission for every time <laughs> that bit of commentary is used. I'm calling it roof insulation. Ah, oh, very good, yeah. So you're going to upgrade the Bentley yeah. now then? Oh, I think oh, so. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put wheels on it now. <laughs> Thank for that coverage it, it, it was great to be well I know you weren't actually there in the, at the match but uh, yeah. that was one of those moments and for Steven Gerrard he's talking about Suarez the goals that he's seen yeah. over the years he said that's probably the best absolutely incredible because I mean in the commentary I'm saying he's getting it as far away from Alan McGregor as he can because mm. you're two minutes into stoppage time and you're thinking just get that to the corner flag and keep it there um, you know and, and he takes us what are you doing taking a shot at goal yeah. and of course it's one of the best goals you'll ever see I just couldn't believe that he could hit the ball that hard in the conditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I struggle to score for the half feeling at five aside. Honestly, I kind of kicked the ball. <laughs> it far. was the angle as well. Yeah, I think have he had you a pair of steel toe cappers on to kick the ball that far mm-hmm. in because it was one hell of a strike. Amazing. It was a ridiculous finish. Ridiculous finish. But the best thing was was his what he done before it. You know, obviously yeah. not the best thing, but I mean, his attitude to get the ball back, beat mm-hmm. two guys. And then I lift your head while you're doing that is uh, sensational. So and late in the game as well, you know. 
Yeah, well, listen, end. he's been missing for a few weeks yeah. after getting that injury over in Gibraltar. Um, and listen, the, the manager's obviously said he's desperate to get him back, and that will give his confidence some amount of boost. Um, as I said, I, I was actually laughing when I was watching it. It was that good to go. And, and that um, comment from Stephen Gerrard afterwards, I mean, that's an incredible comment from him when you think of all the football he's played in, all the matches he's played in, and he's managed and he's coached, to say that that's the best goal he's ever seen live in person. Incredible. Many, many times in terms of the execution. I've seen Suarez do it. I've seen Rooney do it a couple of times. I've seen Javi Alonso do it a couple of times. And I, I, there's been many more throughout the leagues around the world. But if you go back from the, the, the strike and the execution, it's where he's collected the ball. It's him holding two real strong challenges off. Then he goes past the third defender, if you like. And then to have the vision, the audacity, and then execute it, for me, it's probably the best that I've seen live. I'm trying to think of a better goal, and I can't think of one. When things are going for you, they're really going for you. Rangers had played well. Tavernier scoring the uh, after 19 minutes at the penalty side. Rangers are now showing a consistency that we haven't seen for a long time. Do you know what? The goal kind of sums up Rangers just now as a team. You know, that yeah. that, that that tenacity when the ball back. You know, that, that, that quality when they get the ball. I just didn't know when he had the time to look up and see the goalie off the line. As Stephen Gerrard says, holding two guys off. But Rangers, you know... Last season, I thought they had one way to play, and that was it. You know, now we're seeing a, a whole new Rangers team. I think we said mature Rangers team, and you can see that. You know, and I thought they played the conditions brilliantly when yep. the, when the pitch was nice, they were popping it about, and when it wasn't, they'd done the dirty side really well. I mean, and defensively, I mean, they looked so solid. We're speaking there about Tavernier. You know, very often you would only say about Tavernier very good going forward. I watched him again last night, and I thought he's positionally, defensively, has came on massively. You know, every time the ball was on the left hand side, he's tucking in. He's playing as a proper defender now, a proper captain now. And even his passing, mm-hmm. I mean, his passing ranges was excellent it's last night. Not just him. I think Rangers in a great place at this moment in time. You can see the the, the confidence, um, and when he makes changes, these guys know when they're coming into the team their jobs. And as, as Sai says, with the ball, I've been really impressed. But the biggest thing that's jumped out at me is without the ball. It it's that desire yeah. to get back into shape or that desire to go and get the ball um, back off the opposition. But Rangers at this moment in time um, are high on confidence. Uh, and the big one's going to come on Sunday because I know what it's like coming off the back of a European game. That game three days later... It takes a lot out of you physically, but mentally as well. Um, so they need to be on the on the button for Sunday because it's a big game. We, we've had times this season where we've been talking about the likes of Morelos and Kent and saying, "How much? What do you reckon? How much would what would be the price that ultimately Rangers would feel that they would have?" To, what about James Tavernier? How much is James Tavernier worth playing that quality of football, Barry? Yep. Listen, Rob. I've always been a, a big fan of him in terms of going forward. I think he's the best attacking fullback. Defensively, there was always that question mark over him, um, but I think he's obviously worked on that in the training ground, and you can see the difference this season in him. But he's leading from uh, from the front. He's been a proper leader, a captain, and to score is it nine goals now? Mm-hmm. I know some of them are penalties, but you've still yeah. got to have the bottle to go up and take the penalties. So how much is a number? Come on, a number for <laughs> when, when, when you look at some of the, when you look at the some of the numbers flying, up, flying about in England for yeah, players yeah. who aren't as good as James Tavernier I mean he must be worth a fair old price now what, You're gonna, is somebody going to give me a number I'm, 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 I'm hoping who's going to gonna he's gonna make the headline go on Barry 15 it, it, uh, 15 20? to 20 million mm-hmm. yeah you've I'm got thinking, to be you I look at the players I would, I would think at least that mm. yeah you look at the players down the championship that go for over that yeah. and I just think it's his consistency level's been been top class for Rangers look he went through a tough time a year or so ago yeah. and he never had for that 
he, he could have easily said listen I, I want a wee bit of time out here or he could have maybe f- faked an injury but the guy still went out there and produced uh, performances and, and listen he deserves all the credit he's getting at this moment in time Barry could you believe things would turn round in the way and what would you say about Celtic at the moment it's been uh, the last couple of weeks for Celtic who would have believed that they would be behind Rangers four points in Europe it hasn't started well for them this is really going to be tough for Neil Lennon and for the backroom team and is that team going to come together in the next few weeks yeah well if I'm in that Rangers dressing room I'm still going to be wary of the fact that they're still a good team Celtic they've still got a lot of good players they're going through a difficult time there's no doubt about it Um but if you look through their squad, there is serial winners in that squad. And I would begin in with the, the mindset of making sure we do our job and expecting Celtic to go to Petodre and, and win their game. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of uh, mentality that the, the Rangers squad have got to have. Si, what did you think of last night? You wouldn't be happy with the, the, the formation at the beginning. Yeah, I was shocked, to be honest. I was shocked to say 3-5-2. Yeah. I don't think they play it well defensively at all. I thought going forward, the first 10 minutes was all right. You know, they looked dangerous. I thought Laxalt looked like he, that was his position. You know, going forward, I thought Yeti and Griffiths done okay. But defensively, they were all over the place. Does Shane Duffy like a back three? No, definitely. Definitely no. There's far too many spaces, Rob. You know, we pl- used to play a back three with the Canoe. And and what Celtic don't do well is when the ball's on the left-hand side, Ayer needs to become a left-back. Shane Duffy needs to become the left-centre-back. Welsh becomes a right-centre-back. And Frimpong tunks in at right-back. When it gets switched over, Frimpong needs to go out. Welsh needs to go to right-back. Duffy needs to shuffle across. Ayer shuffles across and Laxalt goes into left-back. What ends up happening is... Ayer goes out and Duffy leaves a massive gap in between him and Ayer and that's where all Celtic's problems are coming from they gaps between Shane Duffy and his fellow centre back I think because he plays in the middle of the back three he thinks he needs to stay in the middle of the back three you need to shuffle over at the side of the ball to stop the gaps from happening that's why we used to call the wing back positions at the canoe was a graveyard shift because it was such a hard shift yeah, yeah. Yeah. you had to be a full back and then when you had it you were, you were a winger uh, so that's where Celtic are, are getting all their problems I thought when, you, when you're having a tough time you want to play four, four at the back yeah. because everyone knows their position. And you know worked, when you're playing. Worked. There's nothing worse when you're going through a bad time, Paul, and you're not sure of your position, where you're meant to be. You're double guessing yourself all the time. And I think when you've seen it going to a four-three-three, everyone, most players on the pitch were in their best positions, and I thought they played much better in the second half. And El Yunusi got the goal, and it was two-one until the last minute. Yeah, but and again, it's classic with Italians, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're playing against top-level opposition in AC Milan. You know, I know they're in the Europa League, but they're top of Serie, and yeah. I feel they expect them to go on and win it and do well in the Champions League next year so yeah. you know the only thing that baffles me is why not just I mean you couldn't have fought the effort last night mm. where was that effort Sunday you know you're playing in a, a Europa League qualifier the first game Saturday was your chance to win 10 in a row you're playing against your biggest rivals if they'd lost playing that way with the same sort of appetite and, and desire and enthusiasm then supporters can accept defeats I, th- I think that's the really disappointing yeah. one isn't it the, the the old firm defeat because you can you can find reasons why Celtic lost last night as, as Sai says they're playing a really good team they're four wins out of four Serie A uh, yes they're in the Europa League for a reason because they had a bad season last season in terms of performance the team's been rebuilt now there's a lot of really good young players been, been brought into it I mean they look a team that could go all the way in that competition so you'd have to think about that when you're thinking about how Celtic performed last night as well yeah. yep listen give that AC Milan team 3-4 years they'll be a top class team yep. they've got a lot of good young players that's what they're doing they're, they're trying to get the young players in work with them and I think in time they will become a giant again uh, there's no doubt you've got the experiences Latin obviously yep. he's going to be too old but I think in time you've got to be remindful Celtic were playing against a, a top team mm, with a lot of top players yeah, let's hear from Neil Lennon at the end of the match 
I thought we deserved some later in the game against a very good side. I thought we were, in particular in the second half, very, very good. You know, more like ourselves, more energy, better body language, better play. We just like the cutting edge. Even in the first half, we got into good areas in the box and our final ball let us down. And that has to be better at this level. And we give it two soft goals from our point of view and there wasn't much in the first half really. I thought we started the game quite brightly. I thought we played very well second half. You know, it's encouraging. Disappointed to lose the game again, but, you know, markedly better than the weekend. Yeah, and, and at that level, it's Barry will tell you better than me, it's fine lines. Mm. You know, it's the little details that matter. For me, the first goal, Laxalt, who's been at AC Man for one year, a year been playing there with their teammates, he doesn't know that that guy comes on his left foot. I mean, that's that's criminal for me. Yeah, he's got to show him down you've been the line. Playing, yep. You've mm. been playing with this guy for a year. He's their best player, he comes on his left foot. Yep. Again, individual areas, Welsh, he shouldn't drop so deep. You know, if he stays, it holds his line, the ball goes through to the goalkeeper. And then on the other side, you know, creating chances. And what Neil Lennon says is spot on. It's individual errors. And that final third, that sloppy last pass. They never had that last year. And everyone's now a master tactician on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it just comes down to players not being on their game. Yeah. You know, you look at Rangers, it's no tactics that's winning them game. It's what we've just spoke about. It's the hard work that they're putting in. You look at the front three and what Rob says, maybe Kent and Morelos isn't on their game, but what they are doing is putting in a shift. All right, Celtic fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers winning 2-0 last night. Celtic losing 3-1. You can text us or you can come on the socials as well at the Go Football Show. Well, last night, right about this time, we had Jason on the line. A Rangers fan was on, Barry, and uh, he gave us his prediction. And Jason, you'll be a very, very happy man. Good evening. How are you doing, gentlemen? You all right? Hey, Hi, Jason. And what about you? You said 2-0. Uh, I said 2-0, but I accidentally put Rangers for a draw on my coupon. So <laughs> <I'm not happy. laughs> Serves you right. Absolute schoolboy. <laughs> I just wanted to come on and, uh, and touch on... Sorry, how much was it? Barry says you'll give you the money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to come on and touch on a few individual performances yeah. that... Uh, we're on display with Rangers last night. I thought that when Barisic went off, obviously, he's one of the key players mm-hmm. in that Rangers team. You're, you're thinking, because he's been such a pivotal player over the past couple of years, that uh, this season, with what's at stake, I don't think Rangers can afford to lose, whether it be um, in the transfer market or whether it be injury, the likes of your Barisic, Ken, Morelos, all the players that, that's mentioned week in, week out. So, But in saying that, when, when Calvin Bassey came on, like he's done every time he's been called upon, I thought he was I thought he was outstanding to be honest with you. The the pace that he can go at, he's very athletic, he's good with the ball, he's not scared to take a touch and go and put a uh, take a player on and put a ball into the box. So um I just thought I'd I'd touch on that and then also also Ryan Jack, I thought he had a, a Barry Ferguson esque performance in the centre of the park last night. No, he wasn't um, that bad. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, just just to see what your your thoughts were, Barry, maybe pointing to yourself just to see what you thought of that. Just on on Bassey, that's something that I was I was going to bring up later on in the show. I, I thought he was outstanding when he yeah, came on. Wasn't. Look, they've they've took a chance on him for Leicester. He's only twenty. I still think he's got a lot to learn, but he's he's a physical presence as well. Yeah. The boy, yeah. and he was I good. Think, he was good immediately, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was. came on for the last five minutes of the first half, and and, and his first three or for the first three or four things he did it were faultless. To me, Rob, it looked to me if the guy had played the last ten games, he was that good. He, yeah. he just. He came into the system pretty easily. Barry, here's um, what the manager had to say about uh, it. I thought he was outstanding. One has very little experience to come into a game as big as that at that level and to perform like he did. We're really proud of his performance. Fantastic kid. Kid who wants to learn, who wants to grow and evolve. And um, I think with time, we're, we're really confident we can help polish him up and get him to become even better than he is. But he's got real interest and attributes. Yeah, I've got to agree with him. Yeah. Uh, he's got all the attributes to be a... 
a very good fullback. He's shown that last night. As I said, he's still got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the chat is coming out the training ground. He's one kid that listens and he's willing to go and work on his game. And I, I love to hear that. So, listen, the future's good for him. He just needs to continue these sort of performances. If Barisic is going to be out on Sunday, mm-hmm. he's got to step in and take that opportunity and show that he can, in the future, be a a left back for Rangers so Jason your first point Barry Ferguson agrees so does Stephen Gerrard uh, who else would you want to mention uh, Ryan Jack like I said see, see yep. to be honest with you I think of late um, I, I really can't fault anyone in that Rangers team yep. to be honest with you um, I think over the years there's maybe been too many passengers not up for the fight but I think so far this season far that uh, draw at Easter Road against Hibs I was a wee bit disappointed in the sort of lacklustre performance in the second half to try and get us over the line in that game but I can't be over critical anyone to be honest no. if you single out a lot of players in that team so I'm a happy Rangers man right now but yeah. I've been happy for the past couple of years at this time of the season and got carried away so I'm keeping, <laughs> my, I'm keeping my feet firmly on the ground right yeah, now yeah nothing in October uh, everyone no one wants to be off form Rob because there's such strength in, at the depth of this uh, squad now is there for all to see absolutely I mean it, it's amazing how the complexion can quickly change because maybe three or four weeks ago in here we were speaking about how strong Celtic were mm. the squad they were assembling and there were question marks about Rangers and Ruth and Itton getting signed and how good would they be and all the rest of it suddenly you now look look at that Rangers squad and you, you look at the likes of Bassi coming in and, and slotting in so seamlessly when Barisic went off injured mm-hmm. and Stephen Davis didn't feature last night Joe Rebo's getting back sharp mm-hmm. and fit again That Barry it looks a, a scary squad in, st- in terms of its strength Yep Rob I've got to agree with you I think there's real competition for places you look certainly myself as a midfielder I look at the midfield area and you've got six players I've not seen too much of Zunga um, he's just obviously new into the squad but you've got, I think Devil's been exceptional mm. over the past two or three weeks for Rangers. You've got Arfield, who was out the team at the start of the season, has come in and he'd be difficult to leave out. Um, you've got Ryan Jack, who, I'll be honest, when Rangers signed, I, th- I thought he's going to be okay, but I think each season he's got better and better. You've got Arebo, who was flying at the start of pre season with an injury. Um, and you've got the guy who cost 50 grand, who I, I think. <laughs> Just keeps impressing me every <laughs> single time yeah. I watch him. Have they signed so, a new contract yet? For well, him? Uh, yeah. the manager's obviously stated that that he would like to sit down and, and get something sorted. So that's in, that's the engine room of our team, yeah. the midfield, and there's real competition for places. Like Ryan Jacks come in last night and put a sterling performance in. He might change it again. Um, but the good thing that I'm seeing is if he doesn't make too many changes. He'll make two or three. Yeah. But these guys that come into this Rangers team know their jobs inside yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. You look at the bench last night, you've got Bassey, Hollander, Davis, Itton, Aribo, Barker, Roof. They, they, they're all starters. Mm-hmm. You know, they can all start for Rangers, no problem. And there's nothing better than having a squad like that. But what I like, as Barry said, he's no making six and seven changes every week. Yeah. It's one and two. Settle. And the yeah. guys that are coming on, they know they might only get 30 minutes but they're putting a shift in and, and Barry says they all know that the, the system inside out and when you're a team that knows that you're a good team Inside, so you heard yeah. Jason's point there um, Stephen Gerrard said last weekend stay humble it's still early and Jason's saying the same nothing's won in October they're keeping their feet in the ground no you've got to because as Jason says everyone remembers what happened last year you know that that will still be getting spoken but Stephen Gerrard that will be a constant reminder to their players you know and their players will not want the tag of doing that again especially on the year that stopped 10 in a row. Where did they go for that? Where did the Rangers career go for that if that does happen? This is the biggest year of every single one of their players' career and they need to be on it this year. That's something that's labelled at this Rangers team. Now, if Mm -hmm. I'm inside that dressing room, I want that label to go as quickly as possible. The only way you're going to do that 
has been consistently no no like listen the performances you can't play at 100% every single game but it's about when you don't play well it's getting the three points and I see this for this Rangers team Plenty more coming up with Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry Rob McLean and me Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show The Go Radio Football Show Let's go Your calls are coming in 0808 17 17 700 What a week it's been Celtic Rangers last weekend Rangers taking the victory and last night Rangers winning 2-0 against Standard Liège Celtic won AC Milan 3 so we're going to hear more from Neil Lennon, who's been speaking in the last hour. What have they won 11 trophies in a row? It's not bad. And I think the criticism at times is overbalanced against them. People take them for granted. What we're going through at the minute in terms of it's not normal, a normal season, I think that's a shame for them because I think they deserve, you know, going into this season for people to see it and experience it. Not only do they have the football challenges and the pressure of that, they've got other challenges. But we're adapting as we go along. There's a long, long way to go in the season. Tony, a Celtic fan, is on the line from East Kilbride. Tony, good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Yep. We're fine. What, did you think right, about, yeah. what do you think about what Neil Lennon was saying there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think he does. Uh, I know I've... I've it kind of comes to the periphery with the old firm that everybody seems to blame one thing or the other and it's a very extreme view that everyone seems to have. Like, it's either all on the manager or all on the players. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a combination of both, in particular after the old firm. Like, um, the players didn't turn up, but I also don't think we set up very right. I mean, um, I had a point for Sai and Barry, just especially yep. regarding last night in Celtic's performance. I mean, I think the players did turn up. And then, obviously, after we changed the tactics, um, they started playing better, in my opinion, in the second half after we went forward at the back. But do you think it's the case of all the one? Uh, do you think it's a case of like um, either totally tactics or totally players? Do you think it's a combination of both? Because I feel like if Celtic play with the intensity and the passion that they played with uh, last night and we set up correctly, they would have had no, tro- no problem on Sunday against Rangers. Barry Ferguson I, I think it's a bit of both I think the players have got to take some responsibility mm-hmm. now, I, I know it's good management from Neil Lennon saying it was on him the second half performance against Rangers but at the end of the day he can only set them up a certain way it's when they cross that white line you've got to put your trust in the players and if I'm being honest with you I was really shocked at, at Celtic when I watched uh, the game when I come back and, and Saturday night it wasn't the, the Celtic that I had became used to watching um, I thought they were off the pace um, and in terms of last night against AC Milan the manager's made a decision at half time and I think it kicked Celtic on he went to a back four changed it for a three he's obviously seen it's not worked I was surprised what Sai says earlier that he did start again with a back three but he's realised that it wasn't working he's changed it at half time they've got a kick for it um, it just wasn't enough but I honestly believe it is a bit of an overreaction I, I do. I, I honestly think he went three-five-two last night purely to get a Yeti and Griffiths in the team. Yeah. I think there was that, that much outcry for the two of them to play that he, he felt he had to give them the two a go. Uh, as I say, Sunday I was surprised. Uh, sorry, Saturday I was surprised it was a three-five-two. When you see the personnel that he's got, you know, you think that Welsh has probably played in a back four 
all these days as a young kid, all, all, all his time, and to put him in a back three in a, in a Rangers game for me was it was a lot to ask. Sure, they've worked in that in the training ground. But I think he said he only had one day with him, Fergie, mm-hmm. which, which for me is even more reason to go four five mm-hmm. one and be hard to beat. As I said, thirty minutes to go, put Griffiths in a Yeti on, have a go if the game is is, is even. Uh, last night, yeah, I thought they were miles better in a four two three one. As I've said before, you get your better players in in in, in their proper positions, uh, and I fully expect him now to. St- to stick with that, you know, four, two, three, one. I think you get the best players in the team. He said last night he never started it because Christie couldn't start. So I think once Christie came on, and for me, he gives the whole team a lift. You know, his energy. I think they missed that again Saturday. But I'll say it again, tactics are a bit. But it's no tactics fault that Shane Duffy drops early for the goal. That's individual errors. It's no tactics fault that what was the second goal? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's individual errors as well, you know, and it's not Neil Lennon's fault and tactics fault that there's no tackle made sure. in 90 minutes. Yep. Rob, so how, big, a bit how big is this coming Sunday? Well, it's a massive Aperture. match. Yeah, yeah, massive match, isn't it? Because uh, we're talking of uh, talking about strong squads in the programme. Aberdeen are getting together a really strong squad and maybe the strongest area of their team is that midfield area where Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory are combining uh, to great effect. Uh, they're creating loads of chances at the moment, scoring goals, uh, they had that disappointment against Rangers on the opening weekend, but they've come on a ton since then. And I think this is a, a really awkward game, Barry, for Celtic on Sunday. As Aberdeen, I'll be honest, I think if you ask Derek McInnes, I think it's probably up there with the strongest of squads that he's had since he's been at Aberdeen. Um, but listen, if I'm Celtic, you want to go to a tough mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I want to go up there. If I've lost the last two games, the pressure's on. This is when the big players produce. And that's what Neil Lennon will be expecting. And they have a good record there at Petodre. Yeah, they have a good record, but I think, I'll be honest with you, I have been impressed with Aberdeen, oh, yeah. Paul. Yeah. I, I do, I like the way that, that Derek's went about his business, the recruitment that he's brought in. It's going to be a tough game. It's always a tough game when you go up to Petodre. But again, I'll say it, when you're going through difficult periods, you want a tough game. I, I wouldn't want an easy game. Really I, I want it. to go up into, into a, a, a tough arena like Petodre. I know there's no fans but then this is where the, the players will ask the, the questions of themselves the one positive Celtic could, could take is that they're, they're still only four points behind by a game in hand you know by, by the way they're playing and the way Rangers have played they could have been a lot further behind mm-hmm. let's not forget this isn't the new the, the performance you know it's been like that the full season they've managed to claw it to, to keep it to, to, to four points by a game in hand and, and the good thing they've got is they're getting players back now and they're getting Roderick back he's back playing they're getting all their good players back Edward will be back soon if they can get a system that they can that they can get working mm. these players can go on unbeaten runs Let, let's get something straight here yep. right? if they win the game in hand they're only a point, point exactly. yeah. I, yeah. I would fully expect Celtic to win that game in hand yep. now they've got a tough one in, in, in Sunday last night they played against a very good AC Milan team with a lot of potential yeah, sure. as I said I think Top the next two or, yep. I think the next two or three years they're going to be back in where they belong in the Champions League so as Rangers fans and Rangers players you shouldn't be getting carried away with us there's still a long way to go there's a lot of football to be played and as I said Celtic look at their squad they've still got good players they've got good players still to come back off injury and uh, coronavirus so listen there's a long way to go still this is what the manager had to say about the squad we get all our players back in form and up to match speed and I think we'll be absolutely fine you know you can see that um, there's a real sort of quality and surge in, in belief in the second half um, and that's what was lacking on Saturday um, you know players who have come in are finding their feet 
little bit of a transitional period for a few of them and people can be critical of the team on tonight's performance if they want that's fine definitely deserve criticism at the weekend because we weren't anywhere near our best but there's a lot of signs for me I don't like losing but a lot of good signs to that we'll have another good season on that showing James Forrest is a massive miss, isn't he? When, he? when he's speaking there, Neil Lennon, about getting players back, I mean, he's he's so often criticised a lot of the Celtic fans. Tony take him for, for granted. He gets he gets a lot of stick for performances and he's such a big match player for them. He's, he's a class act. For me, James Forrest is a class act mm. and they're missing him really badly at the moment. The thing is as well, you'd look at that game Saturday. Celtic missed 50 goals for last season. You know, Griffiths was never playing as yet. Uh, yep. Edward, Christie, and Forrest. 50 goals. I know people have said Rangers are players missing, but if you're losing 50 goals for your team, it is a tough ass to go and beat a good Rangers team. Maybe now the Celtic fans will appreciate James Forrest. Yeah. That's how big a miss he's been. Yeah. Tony, he's in a, he's in a Celtic yeah. team. He's been you mentioned. Know, you know you're in a game, no matter where the, if they play a three at the back, he can play wing back all yeah. day. If they play a 4 2 3 1, which is a natural um, way of playing at times. He can play in the, the right of three. He's a big player, James Forrest, and he's a dangerous player. And again, I, I was really buzzing off Rimpong at the start of the season when yeah. when yep. Forrest was about, and he was a bit part player, and he was doing really well. But now Frimpong sees that when it's expected of you every week, as it is for James Forrest, it's not as easy as just coming on for 20 and 30 minutes here and there. Tony? No, I totally agree. I never really understood where um, some of the criticism for James Forrest came from, like especially for the Celtic support. Like... Uh, I mean, on Sunday, see if he was there, like, because he's been there that long, obviously, he's one of the ones that's been there since his, uh, this 10 or 9 in a row run started. He was the no- he knows fine well what it means, and I don't think he would have laid down the way that, uh, or not laid down, but I mean, I don't think he would have been as slack as some of the players were on Saturday against Rangers. I mean, like, he knows fine well what it means, obviously, being there that long and, like, how big it is to play for Celtic. So, definitely, I think he would have transformed if he was uh, starting to start with Here's the injury update from Neil Lennon. Well, Neil's back, um, so he's going through his cardiac screening and checking out his, his heart rate um, over the next couple of days. Hatem will be back Monday. It'll be his isolation period over, so he'll be another you know week or so after that, I would imagine. We'll just have to assess all three of them as we go along. Sai. Yeah, again, good players missing. Yep. You know, I think El Hamed was brilliant for, for Israel, so was Beaton. I, I, just now, for me, Beaton's Celtic's best centre half in current form. You know, so he's another massive loss. Beaton's the one, if you are going to play that three at the back, I think, as we spoke about McTominay for Scotland, you need a guy that can take the ball and play, and I think Beaton is that player. Again, why I was surprised that they went three at the back when you're asking Welsh to be that player. That's not his game. I thought it should have went a 4 4 2. But yeah, and again, Rodgers back. You know, if you're going to play that 4 2 3 1, you know, the best player in Celtic squad to play the number 10 is, is Tom Rodgers. What he does better than other players in Celtic's team is he's willing to take the ball under pressure. You know, he likes that. He likes to take the ball by a guy behind him. He's good at manipulating it under pressure. And I think if they're going to go that way, I would be, I'd put Rodgers in the team at 10. Also, also, I think psychologically, you associate good times at Celtic with Tom Rodgers <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's been a part of he's so many big, player, Rob, big performances, yeah. big goals, uh, whether he's coming off the bench or starting, he can have a big influence. But the, the big name that's missing for them, and they need him back urgently, and he won't be there on Sunday, is Odson Edouard. We haven't really spoken about him yet. Uh, he, he's a guy, you know, recently, he's a guy you associate with good times for Celtic and scoring, scoring goals for them, leading the line, affecting people round about them as well Rob see at any level see if your best player's not playing you're worried yeah. before the game aren't you, ah, you you're, you're going to suffer yeah. you're going to suffer and I says when that team sheet came into that Rangers dressing room without the players that we've just mentioned 
you're going to get a, a lift straight away from that. Um, but what I will say is, the players that were still in the Celtic team are still good players. Yeah. They just didn't turn up in the day. That that's my honest opinion. Tony, do you think you'll see Edward back to his best soon? I know. To be honest, uh, when uh, I, last night I think it was I was listening to Lennon saying that he's still got tests and things like that to do. So I don't know if he'll be back. I mean, obviously, if he'll be back, he's such an important player. Like he's just a picture class. But I want to see him back. Like I haven't really seen him back at, since the transfer window closed, and everybody had doubt saying there might have been something in the back of his mind that was affecting his form. So I'd like to see after that it's all gone how his form actually is when he's back when he comes back into the squad yeah. he'll need, if he wants to go he'll need to get back to the levels he was um, last season yep. if somebody's wanting to come in yeah. and pay big money I mean, which, which is great for Celtic yep, for me on his day he is top class but there's then, no doubt about it but then it gives you another headache Barry doesn't it because he plays better than a 2 mm-hmm. if they're going to go away for the three-five-two and go back to the four-two-three-one, how do you get Edward Griffiths and a Yeti in the team well, do you know what that's why you need to go work on the training ground you need to come up with some sort of solution to maybe try and get two out of that three yeah. in the team even Edward at 10 yeah listen that a little bit I've deeper, heard a yeah. lot of people saying that he, he's one of the ones that, that drops in he, he does drop in but Edward on top for him he, he yeah. has a level above Let, let's be He's honest class. that's yeah. what I'm saying it's your match winners yeah. mm-hmm. you're, yeah. it's your match winners you've been missing it is a massive loss Christy Forrest and Edward 50 goals you said exactly with Griffiths in there as well it's a big big loss Rob it's really it, it, it's a fantastic start to the season if you're the neutral watching it isn't it because oh, yeah. you know, people would say in Scotland oh it's been one way traffic for years now there's a battle on Barry Ferguson has just said that there's only four points in it yeah. and, you know one game in hand and Rangers with the consistency it's anything could happen the next few months yeah, and talking of anything could happen this could be the most uncertain season of all time because oh. when is it going to finish is it going to go the distance we don't know that so you want to be the front runner you want to be Rangers and four points that, ahead no I, know. <laughs> no, no I know I'm, I know I mean, we don't want to think about yeah. it we have to think about yeah. it though you know it might we might not go the distance mm-hmm. so actually yes you know, you can come from behind and win this, but where you want to be at the moment is out in front with a healthy lead. Yep, I've got to agree with you. Look, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, the way things are going, but what you need to make sure is you're out in the lead. You're winning games of football. That's the most important thing. Um, but I'll always... I mean, Paul had just mentioned there, I know Celtic have got a game in hand, but Rangers have got to always be wary of that. And I think there's a different sense... There's something different about this Rangers team this year. I think they've learnt for their lessons... But as I say, I'm still not getting carried away because I look across the road and there's still a lot of quality there. I think last night was a really positive sign because that was not a poor team, standard Liège. They had, they had a lot of good players. They put a lot of quality deliveries into the box and, and Rangers just defended it and headed it away all night long. That's where Rangers have improved for me. Mm. You know, every, Again, everyone talks about tactics, but for me, the defence has, has been far more solid than it was last year. One, they're make, as we spoke about, they're making less individual earners. Tell me this season a defensive mistake by a Rangers defender. Struggle to think of one. And, and, what, that, and what that does is give confidence to, to the, the players the in front. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Rob. And they know we can go and play now. These guys at the back, they're solid. We can rely on them now. Mm-hmm. We can go and express ourselves. We can put that extra man forward now. We know that the, the guys at the back are sorted. Tavernier for me is a prime example. Mm-hmm. I actually watched his positioning last night and it was it's the best I've ever seen Tavernier defensively. Yep, again he made a change in the back four. He left Holanda. I thought Holanda was outstanding he, against he Celtic. Bit, he had a bit of a knock. I, yep. think, I think that was one reason. Yeah, but Balogun came yeah. in last night yep. and I thought he was exceptional Seamless. again. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When these players are dropping out, whether they've got a knock or suspended, there's players that are coming in, taking their opportunity. Listen, there's so much on the Go Radio Football Show tonight. Tony, what's your prediction for Sunday? Aberdeen Celtic, scoreline? 
Uh, 2-0 to Celtic I couldn't ask for a better opportunity to show that uh, they're taking like everything on board obviously they went bad on Saturday 2-0 Celtic you reckon thanks for that we're back well shall we hear the goal again Barry do you want to hear it will we check with oh, do, we, do we have to do we have to can we it's coming in a moment <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Ali Defoy and Rob McLean and Ali. Busy day today, round the press conferences with the clubs and we're waiting to see what's going to happen at St Mirren against Hamilton because we'll, Ham- Mother will have a problem as well. But the Saints, as you told us last night, there's uh, some more COVID. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the fourth bout that St Mirren have had um, at the moment. Still quite a lot of players are in isolation. We still haven't found out. There's meetings still going on with the board. There was supposed to be a press conference I was meant to be attending at half past one today that is still postponed at the moment hopefully it's not going to be called off um, and the game should hopefully go ahead but it might just be full of under 21s and lots of goalkeepers but I'll keep you up to date Thanks Ali yet tomorrow Kilmarnock against Hibs at the moment and Kilmarnock potentially in trouble with the authorities because of that incident earlier in the month wasn't it start of the month with Kilmarnock there's going to be a judgement later Yes of course they're having a, a wee a variety of talks at the moment should we say is probably the best way to put it but yeah it's not looking great at the moment So tomorrow Kilmarnock against Hebs we will hear from uh, Jack Ross later in the programme St Miranakis as we mentioned we hope is on St Johnson against Dundee United and uh, Aberdeen Celtic of course is on Sunday we've got Motherwell Ross County tomorrow and Rangers against Livingston but you heard from Barry Ferguson saying it's a match like that you would want for Celtic to go to a ground to play probably the third best team in the country and the go fresh from this moment last night thank you Rob thank you BT Sports Kemar Ruflu using his power to get the ball well away from Alan McGregor and he has a long range putting oh, goal and a he goal. scores absolutely sensational back in Belgium when he played for Anderlecht he produces a moment of magic right at the end to loft the ball over Bodar and clinch a winning start for Rangers in Group D what about this you'll not see a better goal tonight in the Europa League that is something special from Kemar Roof wow Barry you're still smiling commentary's amazing wasn't it (laughs) very good good, it was was, he's no bad uh, he's got a bad experience (laughs) (laughs) Rob I said you're the voice of football. That's that must have been such the voice a of our football. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was an incredible moment. Did you get goosebumps uh, that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Because I, I'm watching it unfold as everyone's watching it unfold, and I'm thinking, you know, we said it earlier, you know, I'm thinking he's heading for the corner flag. You know, he's just got to hold on to the ball here. Rangers are almost over the finishing line. What is he doing having a crack at goal? But I mean, unbelievable in those conditions, as you said earlier as well, because there, there was about it was, it was that, the last 15-20 minutes you were looking at it and wondering the ball started sticking on the pitch and you thought is this actually going to finish can Rangers cling on to this 1-0 and then suddenly uh, Kemar Roof does that will he ever score a better goal than that in his life wouldn't so, have thought so somebody said that the windows in the stadium were leaking because they use top class glass but only a standard ledge oh, oh that is tremendous <laughs> Honestly, that, oh my god, <laughs> that one's in the trail. Oh, I'm gonna go to the studio. I That's horrendous. Cy Ferry could only be here at the Go Radio Football Show. Yeah, he is indeed. And oh. uh, Barry Ferguson joining us on a Friday night now as well, Cy, isn't it? It's three good. times a week. Yeah. What's the other thing you say to yeah. me, done three times a week? Yeah. 
Uh, oh, football when I training. Training, sorry. Training, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great, great to have him on. Uh, si, you still injured? I'm still injured, Paul. I pulled my hammy last Saturday. Yeah. So. He's making an excuse to be playing him in a, a few oh, weeks. We know, we're all coming. We're going to somehow in a drone or something. So I'll be back for the Kelly game. 100%. Uh, 100%. Uh, 100%, yeah. 100%. And Simon Dolly, uh, Dunley, as you know, was in last night and he's also looking forward to playing both your teams. He thinks Breakin has been such a tough time, but. Uh, he thinks Breakin what? Are, are turning Going, the corner. Oh, <laughs> exactly. What? That must be yeah. some size of corner, I'm telling you. <laughs> They're turning the corner like the 52 bus, Breakin. <laughs> that'll, that'll, be, that'll be my next burst of commentary. We'll be in that Kelty Peterhead game. I'm looking forward to that we're putting the full outside broadcast to that one aren't we would, yeah. that, would that be the first time you, you've commented on me yeah. obviously you've done Barry but you've never done the Lone League yeah. stuff oh brilliant no, I know I know I'm amazing gonna, I'm, we're yeah. gonna, we have, talk we'll me be, up Rob we'll try and get me oh, don't time. worry I'm going to have to thanks mate <laughs> Rob break, right, breaking news coming we're going to go to Chris a Celtic fan in a moment or two but to Ali some news coming in Yes, so St Mirren Football Club can confirm that tomorrow's match against Hamilton Ackies has been postponed and it's following Public Health Scotland's decision uh, to place the entire first team and all coaching staff into isolation. Oh, that's awful. No, yeah, yeah. Did I know what well, to hear? that then? Yep. <clears throat> 10 days. Yeah. So they're going to miss yeah, next 14, weekend. 14 as well. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not ideal, is it? Yeah. Really? Can tough, you just be honest? It? Yeah. Well, that's a. Can you, will the season definitely finish? Can you just give me that hope, please? Someday. Well, well, it worries me. It, it, it does worry me. Yeah. Um, you, you hear the first minister speaking, does it look like we're going to go into a lockdown? Then you see what's happened at Hamilton Ackies, Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. one, I think one Motherwell player today. Yeah. And then the whole St Mun squad mm-hmm. and the, the first team staff, That that's worrying. Again, me being stupid, how, how come so many are getting it if they're in a bubble? But the trouble is that you go home and you know. Yeah, see, this is the thing that the children, I mean, they're in a bubble in the training wife, ground, yeah. but they're going back to their wife and yeah. kids, and the, the kids might be at nursery. The, yep. the wife or partner needs to go out shopping to get mm. the food yeah. in. Yeah. So the, they're going for a bubble in the training ground. They're going back to the house, and and the, and the other thing is when when people are self isolating, are they self isolating? Yeah. You know, how how yeah. do we know that's happening? Yeah, scary. I'm I'm actually worried. That's a that's the most I've been worried tonight when you just broke that news yeah. just I'll give you yeah. one about our club um, I was speaking oh. today we are in our um, bar area we're allowed it holds 100 people mm-hmm. we're allowed 50 people in we stream the game into the bar what? Good. socially distanced yeah. and it's 10 metres into our stadium and we can't get 50 people inside a 3,000 capacity stadium but they're allowed inside mm-hmm. the bar yeah. to watch it yeah. that's crazy that, that's that is, where yeah. I'm, cinemas, baffled. The, I'm baffled the cinema's the one that gets me because any time yeah. I go to the cinema I end up getting off with somebody so it's much more <laughs> dangerous you didn't do that at football do you know what I mean <laughs> but so, no that's crazy so a bar 10 metres away from the pitch I know doesn't make sense does it but, but then you've uh, got the, the, are you always in the back row yeah always, Dave Cornmack always Rob <laughs> I mean yeah. I thought the interview with Dave Cornmack great wasn't it Rob done I thought it was excellent he saying two miles down the road for Pataudry there's a trampoline area where it's indoor and it's it's full of kids and adults and then yeah. the worst thing you're on a plane you're inches yep he made terrific points didn't he he was yep. really I good it was good and maybe more clubs need to come out and talk about it we'll come back to it shortly but we've got Chris hanging on a Celtic fan Chris good evening hi boys cheers for having us on ah, thanks no, for no, calling Go Radio Chris. Yeah. Chris what do you want to say um, just in contrast to the performance from last night with Celtic compared to Saturday I know you've already touched on it a little bit mm-hmm. but in particular players like in Cham and stuff like that it was just like a completely different player um, and I think that Lennon can only take so much criticism at the end of the day he kind of put in the shift for the players and that can't be coached so to me I don't like as you boys as players 
have you ever went out onto the pitch and thought to yourself, oh, I can't be bothered today? No, never. No. I mean, it probably looks like I'm like that most weeks, but no. I mean, I, I don't think in Cham goes out and isn't bothered. I'd be very. I, sometimes I just think when Celtic aren't in full flow, no, he loses interest, but it's not his game to go and run about and tackle people. Did he take more responsibility last night when Scott Brown was off? And you know what? See, to be fair, I, I've been quite critical in Cham, okay? But again, I still don't think he's played his best position for Celtic the full season. I think he likes to play in a two in the centre midfield. He, he's played at 10, he's played at the right hand side of a three. I don't think he's that type of player. I think in Cham's the type that goes and gets it off the back four and dictates a game. He's not really had the chance to do that on, on a regular basis. I think last night when Brown went off and he went back back one, I thought that that's Elevy and Cham that I know. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think Scott Brown will play at Pataudry because you need your characters up there. But after that, I expect in Cham to get a wee run in centre midfield with Callum oh, McGregor. Scott Brown on the bench and bring him on. No, nah, not at no, 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 no chance. No, you need to play Scott Brown it. at Pataudry. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be shocked yeah. if a professional footballer goes out and doesn't try in a pitch. Yeah. I'd be yeah. shocked to know one. Paul Slane, but that's it. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think you go out and you have bad games. There's no doubt about it. You're not at the levels that you want to be. But I would be absolute shocked if uh, I don't know any players that have have been like that, went out on the pitch and didn't try. I, I just think it's been a bad day at the office. Sometimes you've got to accept that and move on mm-hmm. and go to the next game. I don't know about you, but see, when you play out of position, in particular, it's not like you're not trying. It's like you're you're double thinking you're yourself. Frustrated. Oh, you're frustrated that you're mm-hmm. not playing in the position that you want to play you're constantly thinking about where you should be on the pitch because it doesn't come naturally and then I think that's when it maybe looks like you're mm. you're uninterested do you know what I mean I'll be honest with you I think technically and Cham's the best Celtic midfielder yeah wow yeah I do I, I just don't think he's used in the, the right mm. areas I think he's one of the kind of guys that you need to let go and he'll, he'll drop deep to get the ball he might want to bomb forward and get up with the forwards he's, he's the type of player that you'll need somebody one or two round about him but I think technically I mean, you don't you don't start off at Man Man City yeah. and Celtic paid what was it four and a half million pound. There's definitely a a, a top a yeah. top player in and there, he's, and he's played for the French under twenty one team yeah. as well, which and he was which like is another Porto Rob, wasn't he? he was. Was fourteen million quid yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. But is he, is he the sort of guy that if you don't play him in his the position he thinks is right for him, then he might throw the toys out? Mm. Chris, what would I you think say? So. Yeah, um, there's no doubt in his ability. I thought last night he was absolutely brilliant. You seen when he wasn't getting the ball, he was getting really frustrated. But the character that was there last night wasn't there Saturday. And I know that Barry, in particular, he's talked about how he thinks Lennon gets unfair criticism. I think I'm one of them that's on Lennon's side to an extent that you can't, you could only do so much. And when the players are out on the pitch, there's no reason why them energy levels last night couldn't have been brought into the game on Saturday. I just don't get how that's such a contrast. Yeah, how like- could you be more up, more up for playing AC Milan than the old firm. I don't know if all the players know how much 10 in a row means compared to like playing against the AC Milan Giants and stuff like that. These players played three five two for six months last year. How, how did they know what to and, do? And they were brilliant. Yeah. And they what, were brilliant. What did he talk through yeah. a game? Exactly. Yeah. My, my one criticism would be that yeah. the players that you had didn't suit the three five two. I, mean, I, get, I get his point there that some players might know what 10 in a row means but that's up to the guys who know yeah. to get round about there guys yeah. I think that's, that's what, what you be... missed the forest in that oh, thought, Barry, that, I would be round about them co- I, I, they would actually be sick of me <laughs> I'd be round about them we know, sure. we know how they feel <laughs> don't we <laughs> this is what it means <laughs> yeah. we have got to listen there's demands and expectations on, on us we've got to make sure we're on it every single game so that's up to the, the guys who know what it means the guys who's been there for the last nine James Forrest Scott Browns Callum McGregor's 
Christ- and even Ryan Christie as well. He's yeah. got a really good attitude, and I think it's an infectious attitude as well that if, that gets to other players when he's driving things on. I Rob, think you're right, Rob. I yeah. mean, Christie and Forrest in particular, that infectious enthusiasm to play football and to win. I think they enjoy winning Ryan Christie and Forrest. And, and having missing that in your dressing room is massive, as Barry said. Christie back for Sunday to start? Yeah, he starts yeah, every yeah, time yeah, for sure. I think, that, I think the wee period off's done Christie the world of good. I think it's like yeah. fancy how important Christie is. Again, he wants to, he wants to be positive all the time. Yeah. I think to be a Celtic player, you need to have more than just passing the ball sideways and backwards. See, sometimes during an old firm game that's not going for you, go and make something happen. That's the word. Go and tackle somebody, go and make something happen in the game. And I didn't see that on Saturday. I thought Rangers dictated the pace of the game, the tempo of the game, whatever you want to call it. Chris, what would you say then, your final thought, if you were uh, Neil Lennon, he said, let's block out the hysteria. What would you say before the match on Sunday with Aberdeen? I would completely agree. I think what we need to do just now is just focus on getting the results and not worry too much about how we're playing. I think being hard to beat is what we need to do just now. It's away from home. It's a tough ground. When we've got everybody back like Edward and Griffiths, then we can maybe talk about changing to the three-five-two and what mm. fits for best players. But I think just now, it's all about getting back, winning three points, making sure we're hard to beat and just grind out a, a win to get that momentum back here. Chris, thanks very much for your call. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks to everyone who's been calling in. 0808 17 17 700. So, what a night last night for Rangers. Another away win. 2 0. We've played the second goal. Earlier on, it was uh, James Tavernier with the penalty. And today, we've been speaking to Scott Arfield about the strength of the Rangers squad. No, I think the strength and depth that you've said there is, is fantastic for us at the minute. This is what, as players, you want options to come off the bench when the games are they, are they quite going for you. Um, and you want players that are, that are hungry to strive and um, and bring people on. I think we've got that all over the pitch now. I think players are going to a different level because the, the strength, and, strength and depth and, and long may continue. Yeah, Scott I mean, it's, Arfield, a, su- it's such a strong squad, isn't it? I mean, Scott Arfield, uh, I think he's played the last eight games, didn't start the season, couldn't get in. Uh, now he's got in, you can't get him out of the side. But, I mean, it, you know, he's talking about it there. The, the competition for places we were talking, we were asked about it earlier on by one of the callers earlier on in the show. And the fact that Steve Davis was on the bench mm-hmm. last night, Joe Aribo just getting back to fitness. And he's going to struggle to pick the team, Stephen Gerrard, shortly. Yep, l- listen, it's a great thing to have when you've got strength and depth and... When, when you play a game now you, you need to make sure you're in top form because if you don't perform somebody that, on that bench or even in the stand they've got that big a squad now is going to take your place so as a footballer that's what you want you want to be on, on edge all the time you want to know that you've, you've, you're no just an easy pick you need to earn the right to play and that's the feeling I'm getting with this Rangers team the guys know if they don't perform week in week out they're not going to be in the team such composure about Rangers last night I mean which stems from what we were talking about earlier because they're so solid defensively I think that's 12 clean sheets in 15 games I think it would be something like that for Rangers this season when you've got that sort of defensive base and how good was it last night it just allows the, the six players in front to go and do what they do honestly Rob but see the six players how hard they work off the ball yeah. I was watching it last night it was Andy Halliday that actually pointed out to me because we had arguments about guys like Jack and Kamara and he says Si watch them off the ball mm-hmm. how hard they work shifting over from side to side what I was talking about with Duffy he doesn't do it for Celtic you watch Rangers midfield and front three they are shifting across that pitch constantly. And the base of a good team is hard work. And that organisation off the ball is, for me, what set 
has made the difference in Rangers this it, year it's the dirty side they're good yeah. at it, got better they're attractive yeah. watching them on the ball but without the ball they do the dirty side of the game brilliantly just now and this might help the consistency yeah listen I, I, I'm a big believer in you've, first and foremost when you go out on that pitch you've got to outwork who you play against and then the, the quality and ability will come through in the end I think that's maybe why yeah. Morelos isn't scoring as much you know because I think he's working a lot he's harder off hard. the ball yeah. I really do yeah. you know, he performed where he yeah. just stay up the pitch and, and maybe play when the ball came on but now you watch him he's running across full backs I, I, and I think you'll backs. get the benefit of that yeah. I in think the long term you, yeah, yeah, if you continue to work for your team and do as you're asked in that team shape the, the sorry the rewards will come could you look at the Liverpool front three they're the hardest working players in the team <laughs> yeah, Manny's yeah. the best presser in the team and yeah. that's where it comes from and as you say that's probably another reason why Rangers are so good at the back this year is because the players in front of them are also working hard it's all saying si. defence yep, yeah. defence starts at the front and that's what the, the Rangers are doing with that six in front of the back four they're working ever so hard and sorry just quickly for me on Saturday si, 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 lips, sorry oh, but Celtic's front two never done that Think, yeah. tell me a time that Kamala ok you're not playing well on the ball yep. tell me a time Kamala and El Yunusi went and pressed the Rangers defender happen. and tackled yep. never happened didn't happen and, that, and that's, that's what Rangers are working hard <laughs> yep. sorry shall we take more calls <laughs> nope that's why we're going up in the ratings and, uh, <laughs> do, do, you not, do you have sorry, an sorry, sorry, sorry I'll sit back for a couple of minutes right here we go Here's uh, Gav, a Rangers fan. Gav, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Gav. Right, Gav. See if you can get a word in with the, the three of them. <laughs> On you go, Gav. Um, well, I was just wanting to ask Barry if how he would manage the Morelos situation. He's obviously lost a bit of confidence, and whether it's whether you take him out or leave him in. And I was I was looking at Celtic, I was watching Celtic last night actually. I wanted to ask Sai a question on it. Yep, yep. Basically, I, I, I watched the second half and I was really, I was quite surprised at how differently they played. Obviously, they changed the shape. But it just looked like they were freestyling and it, that obviously hasn't come from the manager. It's just like the players have taken it upon themselves to, to do what they can. You can't, you can't win a league like that, surely. You know what? I think in the 3-5-2, they're very rigid. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of on the ball. As I say, similar to Shane Duffy, Scott Brown stays in the middle of the pitch for the full game. Whereas you watch other teams that play 3-5-2, there's rotations to get on the ball. I think when it went to the 4-2-3-1, there was a lot more movement to get on the ball. As I say, Rodgick goes into wee areas that other players don't. He's very clever, Rodgick, at finding the space. And I think if Celtic are going to play that free-flowing football that they need, they need guys like Rodgick and Christie for me as well. When Christie plays wide, he doesn't just stand out there. He comes in because he wants to be an inside player. So he gets in the wee half positions that are so hard to mark. And I think that's why Celtic played better football in the second half. Barry, do you buy that? Yeah, I, I buy that. Uh, I've got to agree. I don't like ag- agreeing with Stag, but <laughs> I've got to agree with it. But in terms of what Gav says about Morelos, look, he's having a barn spell just now. There, there's no doubt about it. I think yeah, but he's, he's grafting hard, though, yeah, isn't he? Six games without a goal, but he's doing so much for the team. There's, and there's lots of ways to win a game yeah there, there is and listen the most important thing for Rangers they're getting goals for, from all positions um, ideally that's why you're, you're number nine at a club because you're the main goal scorer but the, the work that he's doing that we just spoke about a couple of minutes ago I think he'll get the re- rewards and the so, prime example Rob is Firmino at Liverpool mm-hmm. yep. I think he scored about six goals last year in the win that, Rangers would take Morelos scoring mm-hmm. six goals to win the league this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what Firmino gives you is that hard work. But I mean, they've defended on they've depended on Morelos for so long yep. to get the goals to win them games. I mean, he had six goals in the group games um, in the Europa League last season, and so when that happens. If, if, if a team can get a hold on him and get a grip on him you, you then ask where are all the goals coming from but, but Rangers at the moment are getting goals from everywhere Yep I've got to agree with you Rob and also when you see Morelos in the team sheet the defenders from the opposition know they're going to be in a game because mm. he's going to back into them he's going to make it tough for them all game and as I said I'm not too concerned that he's, he's not scoring goals yet 
as a number nine at Rangers you have got to score but the work that he's doing out with has been excellent now, if I'm an opposition player the, what, you, 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 you don't want Manel to play mm-hmm. you know thinking of no playing him because yeah. he's not scoring goals absolutely not he's a name I'm t- see when you play against Celtic and Rangers you look, you're hoping guys like Manel and Eduardo are re- not going to yeah. be it's a reputation he's got yeah. a reputation yeah. 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 I, I think if you go around all the Premier League defenders and ask them who who you who do you know enjoy playing against? Yeah. Who's who's a pest? Probably Manelos. <sighs> he's so will, strong, yeah, isn't he? He's yeah. one of the ones, and do you know what? He's, yeah. he, that's what he plays on the edge, and I like when he plays on the edge. If you take that away from him, I think it's he's half him. the player. Mm-hmm. But listen, I, I'm not too concerned that he's not scored in six right. goals. I think in time the goals will come. Gav, what do you feel? Uh, I like Manelos. I, I like him, so I'd play him. But I was just wondering how he, how he'd manage that situation, maybe. But the the side point where Christie comes in and uh, off the line and stuff, that's fine. But it just doesn't seem like a partner play. It doesn't seem like it just seems like he's made that up there and then. As Rangers are so drilled that everybody knows everybody's movement, and I just think that that eventually will pip freestyle. Yeah, I think I think you know that's no Neil Lennon style of play. You know, intricate passing through the lines. Neil Lennon likes to get the ball quick, forward, direct. So why are they playing that way? Well, because they've not got two fit strikers to play up. Yeah. But, uh, and I think that's where they struggle. I think. Yeah. That's what Martin O'Neill played under Neil Lennon in the 3-5-2 You got the ball into Larson, Sutton, Hartson Neil Lennon yeah. likes to play that way It's then when you don't have the players to play like that It's for me when it ends up kind of being freestyle I think if you heard his interview before the AC Milan game He did mention that he needs to get back that way yeah. Quick attacking football That's the way that, as you mentioned, Martin O'Neill played That's the way that we've all became accustomed to Neil Lennon's teams playing That I think they went back in terms of slow build-up yeah. I don't think that suits them at all I thought he was interesting today though Neil Lennon wasn't he it was very much a don't panic wait a minute you know he very deliberately said we've won the last 11 trophies Uh, we're we're on the we're on the brink of completing the quadruple treble Celtic know how to win Mm -hmm. yeah and why would you panic when you look around the names you've got in that dressing it's just getting them fit it's getting his 11 players that suit his style of play and I think once he does that you'll see Celtic playing better football let's hear a bit more from Neil Lennon well I couldn't start with a back four we couldn't start Ryan, you know, based on you know what my medical team are telling me. We don't no wingers at the weekend, apart from Elianisi. You know, all this talk about back threes, back fours. We felt it was the right thing to do at the time, and we got a good response. We've started the season with a four-three-three, and we were a little bit all right. You know, in some of the games, we scored more goals when we were three-five-two. Uh, but it's the personnel, you know, getting players back fitter was a big plus for us tonight. Yeah, I think that he's made a point of saying the medical team yeah. because he's came in for a lot of criticism about players not being fit and he, he wants to play these players, I know him I've, I've, I've played under him He this will be killing him that he can't get his, 11, his best 11 on the pitch but it's just the way it is at football oh, clubs now. You're, you're determined by sports science and doctors and You have to follow them You medical. have to follow them, yeah. that's I, it I heard Ryan Christie saying last night that he had six tests in the Seen last that? two weeks and they well, were all negative yeah. but he couldn't play Yeah, but I mean that, that's unbelievable he's, he's negative six times why is he not allowed to, to play the game? Yeah, no. I, I, I think honestly we're all don't scratching our heads about that one, aren't we? <laughs> Crazy. On injuries and things, Gav, before you go, here was Steven Gerrard. He was asked about Barisic. The only concern at the moment would be Barisic. Uh, I'd say he's about where we are right now. We're going to image him just to be uh, as a precaution this afternoon. Uh, it's not a big problem. There's still a chance he could pull through, but we'll check it out in more detail this afternoon. And I just don't think it's a problem at all because they've got Calvin Bassey <laughs> mm-hmm. waiting in the wings and he was frighteningly good last night off the bench. He's only 20, signed from Leicester City. He's learning quick, Barry. 
Yep, I think the manager will be quietly delighted with the performance that, that Bassey put in last night. Um, the bits where I've seen him in games, he's looked okay, but you've still got to remember he's only 20, he's not had a lot of first team experience, but he's a real physical presence. I mean, you see the boy in the pitch, he's big, strong, but powerful. But I love the decision making though. Yeah, yeah, yep, and listen, as I previously stated about half an hour or so ago, Oh sorry, the, I was listening. The, the people <laughs> inside uh, the training ground say he's one of the kids that just wants to learn, listens, and um, takes good advice, not just off the manager, but all, also off the the experienced players. So he's certainly shown that he's more than capable. If Barisic is going about, which it looks like, Bassi's a a good replacement. I think he's better defensively than Barisic. Yeah. You know the games yeah. I've seen yeah. him. I don't think many players go by him. But for me, there's questions over Barisic defensively. I think teams would look at the way mm-hmm. to kind of get it. Rangers would be through Barisic. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Hibbs Martin Boyle. That was how that was the route to go. But going forward, you know, that, that wouldn't be a big problem to me if you think we're going to miss Barisic going forward. I you're, think you're going to miss the quality of delivery. But aren't what you? I think you will get is more for Kent, Rob. Yeah. You know, I think if Barisic can get the ball at his feet and give it to Kent, and you go go and you take people on. I think Kent likes being left one v one. You know, sometimes I think Barisic goes running up the line, and Kent would rather be one on one. See what you're saying defensively with, with Barisic. Yeah. Kent does a hell of a lot of work back to help him. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's another thing that he's improved on. We all know his quality on the ball, but his work rate back to help his defenders has been unbelievable this season. Gav, what's your final thought then? You've got Livingston on Sunday. Uh, home win, obviously. Um, yeah. I was sorry. I just read on Twitter that Barry's joining Rangers TV. Is that correct? <laughs> I'm not uh, joining. I'm doing the game on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Hey, bother. Okay, Gav, thanks very much. Thanks, very much. thanks for calling Thank the you. Goal Radio Football Show. 08 08 17 17 700. So much to talk about tonight, isn't it? It's just, it's, there's, it's flying. You know, and, say, and, after yeah, my comment about the pictures, Barry's just asked me to go to cinema on the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, McC- <laughs> Rob McLean, who, that's why I wanted to come in on a Friday. <laughs> I know. We missed Friday night in the cinema. What's wrong? Is there <laughs> any new movies out? No, we're just going to listen to your commentary for an hour. <laughs> oh, no. Getting ready for tomorrow. We'll not hear the commentary. But uh, that Stephen Gerrard was asked about uh, Roof and his position in the team and what, what he brings to the squad. You know, when he's at his best, he can contribute heavily to this team. That's in terms of scoring goals, creating goals, but also his work ethic out of possession, what he can give to the team when he's leading the line. He's also uh, more of a hybrid forward, so he can play with a nine as well, which is really helpful. I think everyone's expecting me to all of a sudden just plunge him in every single game now because of the goal last night. That won't be the case. We'll treat him with care and um, we'll get him up to speed at the right time when he's ready he'll come back into the team It's a very different season isn't it? You know, We're talking about Morelis playing deeper and yeah. uh, not scoring the goals uh, and there's Roof who's come in and uh, you know, in and out but the goal you know, he's saying that he said, yeah in the squad important member mm. but they've still got more to do the competition for places oh, is what you hear Yeah absolutely um, and he, he, he does bring a different dimension uh, to the team there's no doubt about it Kemar Roof but he's going to be used sparingly by the sounds of it but the key, the key phrase there and it follows on from what we were just talking about there Stephen Gerrard said it himself work ethic I mean that shone through last night about that Rangers performance and even when they might have been thrown because they had the game in their control when the rain when the heavens opened and, and the rain was dinging down in, in, in Liège that could have thrown them that could have knocked them off but they, they just rolled their sleeves up and they, they just worked even harder at that point they were scrapping through the puddles to make sure that they kept the game uh, heading in their direction and you know what impressed me the most about that is that Steve Davis wasn't on the pitch you know their older head you know you'd expect if he's on the pitch he's 
reorganising but I think that again that's what a lot of them have got better yeah. I think Tavernier's took that upon himself to as Barry said be a leader you know you hear Jack shouting at people when, when there's no crowd there you know they're not relying on I, th- I thought last year there was certain positions where they relied on people too much and what they've got now this year is people that have matured that extra year they've grown up and they're, they're, taking, they're seeing that in the performances yeah, they're taking responsibility yeah. that's the biggest thing for me guys on that pitch are taking responsibility as I say as a manager can only do so much on the training field talk to them before the game when they're crossing that white line these players now are taking the response I can't even say it responsibility on their shoulders and that's the biggest difference for me in Rangers this season after the match on Saturday there was criticism of the Celtic goalkeeper 5 million they played they paid for Vasilis Barkas so Neil Lennon was asked last night about Barkas I, I, I mean it's Again, goalkeepers a specialised position. Um, you know, I'm not criticising them. Well, obviously, I think he can improve and will improve as he goes along. Um, but it, I think it's unfair to single any player out. You know, when you're going through a, a difficult couple of games, I think it's unfair. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean. I didn't think he was at fault for any of the goals last night. No, no there's no, no goals that he can save. I think save that was more night. about Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but you should save the shot yeah. on Saturday. I still, my biggest thing is that knowing Neil Lennon again, he likes a big goalie in goals. Barkas isn't that big for me. You know, he's no commanding. I, I'm yet. I don't know if he's got a Greek accent or a Gorbals accent. Cause I never hear him shouting. Yeah. You know, a massive thing for me with goalies these days is communication. And, and I didn't hear Barkas. And I think you know stuff like Shane Duffy dropping early. That that comes for your goalkeeper. Yeah. If Fraser yeah. Foster's in goals, he's screaming at that line, that, that defence, keep your line. Yeah, and you look at the man uh, in the Rangers goal. The uh, loudest guy in that. Yeah, yeah, he, he you're going to know up. exactly what's happening around you with him around. Yep, he's a proper leader. He organises, he's constantly screaming at his defenders. Um, but listen, I think uh, Celtic have been spoiled with the goalkeeper they had last year. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's top class. And he's, he's, a and he's not playing. He's not getting a game, is he? I know, it's yep. crazy. And, it? and again, it's, a, it's similar to Edward, Paul. When you're a player and you know your, your main centre forward's not playing, your main man. You, you worry as a player and it's the same with the goalkeeper the other two positions for me I always think if I've got a half decent goalie and a half decent centre forward we've got a chance here so would you have gone for David Marshall yes no brainer David Province said it on the programme the other night so yeah. you agree yeah, yeah. I asked Paddy Bonner when he was on ah, a couple of weeks yeah. ago yeah, and Craig, Craig Gordon's the other one yeah I'd, kick, I'd have kept Craig Gordon as well yeah Definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, Bar- Barkas needs a big save, doesn't he? He needs a he big does. save. Yeah. He needs to to let the Celtic fans know he can replace Fraser Foster. There's been no evidence for that so far. What the evidence? All the evidence the Celtic fans have so far is what happened on Saturday and the fact that he didn't get near that Connor Goldson header for the first goal for for Rangers. So there's a big question mark hanging over him, and he needs to come up with an answer. He needs a big game. He needs mm. to pull off two or three top class saves, and then that will build a bit of confidence. Listen. It, He's obviously a good goalkeeper. Yeah. He's played at a decent level with, was it A A K Athens? Yeah, and he showed it against Celtic, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he's played in big games before. So, listen, I, I don't think Neil Lennon would go and spend the four and a half million uh, or five million pound on a dud. I don't think he is a dud. Um, but time will tell. But again, I'll keep going back to it. The guy that was in goals last season, he, he won them the League Cup for me. Yeah, And he's not playing, he, is he? No, that character he's, he's as well with Barkas it doesn't look like a character to me do you know? and yeah, it's so yeah. important in it dressing takes a bit, I mean it's different they're coming from a different culture as well yeah. which but will be difficult for the guy but he needs to get up and running you don't get much time at the old firm I'm afraid and I think the problem is that had there been nobody else around then people would might have gone with that decision a bit more than they have done but David Marshall uh, was was so obvious that he was available on a free transfer and, and they already had Craig Gordon Rob Craig, uh, David Marshall no brainer another one for me as well is Stephen Fletcher you know, 
on a free it's transfer. A good goals. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but I mean, when you see the team Saturday and Clamalis playing up front, for me, yeah. you had a chance to get Stephen Fletcher yeah, on a free transfer. Scotland international. But and about the dressing room, you yeah. know, that, going for that sort of, they're the people that you need in your dressing rooms. And did he want to come? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. But Rob just mentioned answer. Craig Gordon. Yep. I, I was surprised that he didn't stay about I mean, so I, was he. I watched him last <laughs> yeah. week against uh, Dundee he, he's still a top class goalkeeper Craig Gordon for yeah. me yeah. Barry we're back with more in a moment The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go. Every night Monday to Friday 5 to 7 the growing gang with the Go Radio Football Show thanks for joining us thanks for making the switch and thanks for all the downloads too, Si. We're on the up. I know we're not at open goal <laughs> levels yet. We're getting there. We'll get there, Paul. Rome wasn't about in a day, do you know what I mean? But I want to put a challenge at. Can we start keeping a, a league table on a Friday night with predictions? I think we need yeah. to. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Make it interesting. Wait, eh? Let's start yep. the night. How okay. can we do it tonight? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Yeah, we'll let's do go. that in the last section. We often do. Let's keep a table now that we've got Barry Ferguson, yeah. the former Rangers, and Scotland and Blackburn Rovers. And Blackpool and many others. I know we're only on for you know another half an hour or so. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Cypher is here from Open Goal Podcast and from the Evening Times and the Herald. Yes. Oh yes. What about it is this weekend? They're, they're, they're the top yeah. papers, aren't they? I heard, I, I heard the Times tried to get you as well. Is that true? <laughs> no, it was the Financial the fin- Times. Financial uh, Times. <laughs> Since the money I've been getting for here, the Financial <laughs> Times have been exactly. in touch. <laughs> and Rob McLean not carried away despite that great goal last night that yeah. he uh, you broadcast to millions. It's gone viral today. I I just wish I'd scored it but uh, no it was a, a fantastic finish and a great night for, for Rangers and uh, the big games keep on coming they certainly do on the line now an Aberdeen fan John is on the line and John I think you want to pay tribute to someone that many of us remember the former manager of Aberdeen uh, the Danish uh, former player uh, Ebi Skodval who sadly died today John good evening good evening guys hope you're well hi John, um, John. yeah yeah, just want to pay um, my respects to Ev Skodal. Um I think the first words that comes to my mind is he was not a dull person. It was, uh, it was, it was life was not dull, should I say? He was, it was very um, colourful, um, very mixed spell, of course, because it took you six and a half games to score. Rob, you'll also remember that because you were at it when Andy Dow scored, um, and he had a bit of a purple patch. Um, scored um, when I was against Hibs in the Rangers and Cup competition. Sorry, Barry, um, but no, it was. Uh, he was a gentle. He was a gentleman, John, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he just conducted himself so well, and uh, you know. At the time when he joined Aberdeen, um, you'll, you'll remember as well that the previous couple of seasons, Aberdeen were horrific. Um, Alec Miller and Paul Hegarty. In fact, I think Ian Jess was the main reason they stayed up there two seasons. So when was that? Um, was that the, the end of the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, 90, yeah. Uh, he came in in 1989. So 1989, yeah. The okay. 1989 season. Yeah. And Aberdeen were horrible. And uh, Ebb came in and obviously took time to make, make the changes. But, you know, it was a weird season because... Although we finished bottom, we didn't go down because they were um, reconstructing the leagues and it was supposed to be a playoff at the end of that season. But because Falkirk Stadium didn't meet, yep. we stayed up by hook and by crook. But the cup competitions were incredible, getting to two finals. But slowly and introduced youngsters and brought on players like Anderson and Darren Young yep. and Phil McGuire, who had my own podcast and spoke very highly of him and players like that. And you end up finishing fourth in the league and being the only team to beat Celtic that season, which was a complete transformation from that first day that we played Celtic. So what was the biggest moment, sorry to jump in, John, what's the biggest moment that Ebby gave you? Um, Well, there's two that stand out for me. There was the semi-final win against Hibs um, in the Scottish Cup. Um, That was a great performance that night. The team really came together. 
um, and we were one down at the time and came back to win it. Um, and the other one's got to be beating Celtic, as I say. Um, that was the only team we beat Celtic that season, 0-1-0-2 mm. um, in the league. And uh, um, and it clinched nine home wins in a row, which equaled a club record. I think they've got to be the, the highest points for me, certainly. So what, what about Celtic on Sunday at Pataudry, John? What are you thinking about that? Well, I just hope it's not the spirit of Ed for that one because we had a few hidings off Celtic under him as well. Um, but if we can play the way that we've been doing um, other than the, the Rangers game in the opening day of the season, um, I think Celtic can be got at because Celtic haven't been in great shakes in recent weeks, um, obviously personified by the weekend's game against Rangers. Yep. But um, my fear is that when we approach these games in recent years, we've been a bit cautious and let Celtic come at us. Um, and I think Celtic can be got. I think we just need to find that rock between our place and and uh, and just have some form of goal, but also being weird at the same time. So well, let's see, I, what, I let's think, see what Lewis's uncle thinks. I, I yeah. think it will be a different Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen will actually go for Celtic. Mm. I do. Obviously, Why would you watch. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I say Celtic will want a big game Aberdeen is always a big game but I just think that watching obviously Aberdeen closely because my, my nephew's there I just I think they're a good team Aberdeen they're a good unit this they've, season they've, they've got, got real a, energy about them haven't they yeah they have and they've got a, they've got a strong squad as well yeah. they're suffering a couple of injuries or a couple of people lost it for them they've got good players to come in now and I think it's one of as I mentioned before I think Dell's got one of his strongest squads he's had up there since he's since he arrived. No, I'll be on this watching them a lot. I think it's the best football they've actually played since yeah. Dale took over. Yeah. When I used to play Aberdeen against Dundee, they're very direct. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd get the ball up to Adam Rooney and then Hayes and McGinn would go and run off him. But when you see guys like Lewis and McCrory and the team that actually build the, the play through the pitch, don't they? they Without change of right course growth the, comes in. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's your, that's your but, worry, isn't yeah. it? But it's actually him being out that's actually helped them yeah, yeah, to, to, play that, that. <laughs> to play that better football, to work it forward. And and what they don't want to change it dramatically mm-hmm. when he comes back in, but but he's a guy who does supply the finishing touch. I mean, he scored 20-plus in the last two seasons. Yeah, so, he's a big player. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. Now, a lot of people are going on, and, and they've got every reason. Lewis has been fantastic again, and Ross McCrory's been a, a an excellent signing. But the boy Hedges has impressed yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Um, He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, asked Lewis about him a few months back, and he says he's got all the attributes to John, be a, a right yeah. good player. So he he's one guy that stood out for me for Aberdeen. John, would you be disappointed if you don't come third this season? Yeah, well, be because that was my prediction at the start of the season, and the way we've been playing recently, um, I, I think we will be the third best in the country. I mean, obviously things can change. We don't underestimate Hibs. Hibs are a good side as mm-hmm. well, but I think we've got a very strong squad. We've added. Ross, Ross McCurry and the team has been a terrific signing um, Lewis Ferguson who's getting me good fantasy points um, he's been superb this season defensively we've been more solid Tommy Hoban I think has been done some yeah. Yeah, he's good yeah. John do you think Aberdeen strong. fans overreact when they go through a wee bad spell I think as soon as a, a couple of defeats or they're no winning every week the, the fans are very quick to turn on Derek McInnes would that be right? Yeah I think that's fair um, Why is that? We've always I think in recent years it's been because of Balled some big games. Um, like the Celtic games probably stick out. You know that we don't um, seem to start. We haven't beaten Celtic at home in four and a half years, so I'd like to see that changing. Um, and I think sometimes the style of football, like last season and the season before, the, the style of football, football if I'll be honest, has, has been horrific. Mm-hmm. Whereas this season, it's been a complete transformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we'll just need to wait and see. I think there's there's hope that we've turned the corner in that respect and we're getting better results out of it but Sunday's a big acid test Rob you've done the game on Tuesday Ellen McGee 
How did he do? Yeah, he did well. He did well. I mean, oh, there's, there's another. I mean, how, I how often has he had the chance to start this I mean, season? Thought, because they basically rested Ross McCrory and, and got Dylan McGeoch a game. Yeah, I thought when he was at Hibs, he was excellent. Then yeah. he got the move down yeah. to Sunderland. He kind of disappeared a bit. He's come up. He's not really played that much for no. Aberdeen. I know it's a strong area of the team for them, but. So you know, I noticed he started on Tuesday night Do you know what Barry I think he struggled Because of that direct style When he mm-hmm. first went to Aberdeen It was a it wasn't a move That I thought Dylan will do well here Because knowing Dell's teams I thought It's not really Dylan's style of play I think now the way they're playing I think this will suit him more I think yeah. it will suit him better Coming into the, the team and Yeah the style suits him now But he can't get in Because of the personnel Because of, so, so many well. players Are doing so well I mean you would struggle In the, in your strongest Aberdeen team At the moment To leave out Ferguson And, and McCrory that's, that's got to be Part of the team You've got other guys Like Matty Kennedy Waiting in the wins Greg Lee is yeah. back On the scene again Sam Cosgrove Waiting to play So they're queuing up For a game John thanks very much For calling And that was good To have that tribute there To yeah. Ebscoval Who died today Right we're back on To the lines now In the Glasgow area. Let's go to Shawlin. Simon's on the line. Hi, Simon. Hi, guys. How are you doing, guys? How are you doing, Barry? Evening, Simon. Second best Good looking. Evening, there he is. Yeah. Second best looking Simon on the guys? show. What's happening? Oh, he's good, better looking than you, I can tell. Good song name. <laughs> Love it, mate. Rangers fan. We've had you before, uh, course, Simon, on. I yep. want to first of all say, hi, uh, Barry Ferguson, absolute hero. Fai Ferry. Love your podcast. Um, <laughs> first time calling in this, but anyways, right. uh, I'll get started. So, the point I wanted to just make quickly was the only reason I'm phoning is I've just been a bit frustrated in regards to listening to kind of any anything wise podcast etc. And I've heard a lot about um, Celtic being depleted team wise, and I get, that. I get they've got a lot of players out. I get they've got in terms of like squad wise, they probably get more than Rangers out. However, the two the two main players that I would see Celtic being in terms of like not having available would be Edward and Christie. If I have to be in the squad at the start of the season. Ruth and Arigo would have been in the start of living every week straight away for me and, and I think because they've been out for so long for a month or so it seems to me they've been forgotten about and it seems to me now that people are saying Rangers have the, the strongest start of living out but to, to, to me without Ruth and Arigo Rangers are a watch week aside and I get maybe you've got but we're going to try and get you in a better line there did you hear enough of that to no, it was give bro- an answer uh, yeah it was breaking <laughs> up there breaking in yours we'll, we'll come back to him in a moment or two Si no I think I got the yeah. gist of it. so yeah. basically saying that Celtic Rangers have also got players missing Yeah, which I agree I think Rangers have caught better as I've said before I think Rangers have caught better with injuries than what Celtic have but I, what Rangers haven't lost as I've mentioned before is 50 goals this year mm-hmm. And Rangers haven't had to play a, a guy in Welsh on his second game in, in the Old Firm game and a guy in Lixal on his debut having to play. So they, they're big factors, you know, in a, in a game of that size. They, they, are big, they make a difference, Barry, no? Yeah, they make a difference, but I still think there's enough quality on the Celtic team. Yeah, no, I, I mean, get that, I, I don't think, I mean, I quite, the vibe I got for Neil Lennon, he wasn't using that as an excuse, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I still think there was enough quality to at least put a better performance on against Rangers. Um, look, you're always going to miss guys of that quality Edward, Christie's, James Forrester There's no doubt about it Look, I'd be lying if I said they, they and, miss and, at the, and at the back as well you know, Because he's yeah. been denied choice at the back, hasn't mm. he? Because Beaton and El Hamed have, have, have both been out mm. uh, he's, been left, he's been down to the bare bones defensively, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and Julian's been out But I've, I've not been too impressed with, with, with Julian um, See, I think he's a type of centre-forward That doesn't like getting ruffled up um, but look you are going to miss that quality but that's why you've got a big squad that's why you go out and, and build a squad when you're going to suffer injuries obviously the coronavirus is is totally different what we're used to 
But these guys should still have enough quality to come in and, and do a job. I think um, before last night, I think five of Celtic's last goals are from set pieces. Yeah, I agree that, and I think that is the one area that Julian is good. You know, he's your best header of the ball for me. And when I don't agree with Barry, he's easily roughed up in open play. But I think when the ball comes into the box, defending set pieces, Julian is your your go-to guy to head of the ball. Simon, what about your own team for this season? Though you must be loving it just now, and can they continue in this vein of great form? Simon, you're back on. Oh, sorry, hello, hi. That's you. It wasn't Simon. 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 Keep Simon. Keeping you, Simon, oh, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Rangers are in the best form they've been in for as long as I can remember, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but the reason I was I was mentioning that is because, like I said, um, Celtic obviously do have players out, etc. But Rangers have had that as well. And it's not been any excuse for Rangers yet. They, 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 they've, it's almost been forgotten in terms of the fact that we've done so well prior to, prior to having these players out uh, and done so well after that as well. That seemed to be, I think to myself, so I still take them lose Edward Christie or, or some major player again. But will, will they stop, stop, like drop form again? Will it be the same way through the season? Whereas Rangers have dropped those players such as Aribo, such as Roof, that's and, a, they've, and they've continued to be as, as good as they were prior to that. that that's, that's a good a, point. point. That is a good point. What's going to happen if one of these players suffer a suspension or a, an injury? Is there going to be the same excuse again? Um, from from certain areas but I, I look at Rangers I just think Rangers have got a, a, the strongest squad that the manager's had over the last yeah. two years since he's been there there's no doubt about it's, it it's almost happened before a rise as well hasn't it it's strengthened in, yeah. in, in, because because those those three when, when Jack and, and Roof and Aribo were all missing at the same time mm-hmm. we did have the conversation in here didn't we yep. about what is how are Rangers going to cope with this those, those are especially uh, Jack in that defensive midfield area and Aribo in the creativity role behind the strikers you know they're really going to miss those two how are they going to cope yep. with their absences well we've got a, a fairly Confident answer from Rangers. Yeah, when you look at the start of the season, Stevie Davis and Arfield weren't playing. Yeah, yeah, regular. Exactly. And yeah, they two Bash, have come Bash in. Bash is out for a few weeks as well. Bash yep. is out for a few weeks. Kent, uh, Defoe, uh, with a lot out. Yep. So they, they two have come in. Arfield for me has been outstanding. Yeah. I mean, a lot has been spoke about Stevie Davis, and rightly so. I think he's a fantastic footballer. Kamara again, he's been excellent. But Arfield is totally different. He'll run beyond the strikers. He'll get goals, and that guy was that guy was. He wasn't even getting a sniff at the start of the season. Yeah. See, and my, he's, he's took the opportunity. Yeah, my point is that you know you're having to bring a guy in, in Stephen Welsh, and I made the point earlier in the season with Rangers. If Tavernier was to get injured, it would be Nathan Patterson playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if Rangers lost a player like that, that would be on the same level of, as losing an Edward or a Forrest because I think the areas that Rangers have lost, there's adequate replacements there. If Tavernier was to get injured, you're then putting your hopes on a, on a, on a young good right point. back and that, that yeah, would, really that's good. my point for Neil Lennon good, yeah. good point that's yeah. the well only done. area yeah. only area so, that, is, that, is that my first <laughs> 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 that's three you said good point that, that's the only area so that I'm concerned uh, about of the yeah. Season. Yeah. is the right back position that's the area where if he does suffer touch wood he doesn't suffer a suspension and a injury who's going to come in yeah. Um, the, the young lad listen there's no doubt the young lad's got potential um, but he's not got the experience he's not played a lot of football he's got 10-15 minutes here and there um, so that is the one area that would I would imagine worry the manager if something happened mm. OK we're going to get your predictions for this weekend next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go 
It's just after 20 to 7 on your Friday night. The roads around Glasgow and the West are looking pretty good other than the still queuing traffic due to the unsafe building between Crow Road and Annie's Land train station. So that's the A82 Great Western Road. The inbound is currently closed. So try and avoid that if and when you can. If you spotted anything I haven't mentioned and you think I should be talking about it, please don't hesitate to let me know. Our number is 0808 17 17 700. So we're looking forward to the matches this weekend. And first up, we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard. What about the match with Livy at Ibrox Sunday? The preparation begins this morning for Livingston. We know what to expect. We know they're going to be an organised team, difficult to play, they're going to come game. And they're going to try and hit us at the right time. So for me, the challenge is to get the players in the same zone from a mental and an attitude point of view before the kickoff, And then hopefully we can find another positive performance to build on a strong week. After Celtic's defeat last night to AC Milan, Callum McGregor was asked, and was he affected by the criticism of the team over the last week? I don't think we've played particularly bad. Um, we've had two bad results in a row, which inevitably you're going to get scrutiny and, and we have to deal with that as players. But we'd won every game up until that point. You know, I think we just now need to kick on. We've had the two kicks in the teeth and now we have to really go and show everyone that we're together as a group and, you know, we mean business again. Kelly in action tomorrow against Hibs. Jack Ross, the Hibs manager, asked by Ali, what are the ambitions given that they've had a great start to the season? Not internally, Ali. I think we... Um... You know, we spoke um, pre-season about what we wanted to achieve this season and we have our own targets that remain in-house and we set them in kind of blocks of fixtures. But by achieving those targets in these blocks, we know that we'll, we'll have a successful season. And I think we're, we are where we wanted to be. We set the players lofty ambitions and at the moment we're, we're doing very well in trying to, trying to achieve them. Listen, I'm going to take a call now from Perth. We don't want to keep them waiting because it's Perth, Australia on the line, Barry. It's a Rangers fan. Wow. And Cameron oh. is calling. He's calling Cy and Rob way. as well. Hi, Cameron. Good evening. Good morning. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good eye, mate. Good. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, was that Welsh? <laughs> Hi. So it's uh, Saturday morning. How's the weather? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cold. It's midnight here. So I've, I've oh, stayed up just to talk to you, darling. Sorry. Oh, what a man. Right. So, Rangers fan, you must be happy. What do you want to say on the Go Radio Football Show? Um, just wanted to say, ask Barry and Cy, if I'm, obviously this season is huge for Rangers and Celtic, so important. Um, how important is squad rotation in the European games and the Cup games? Will Gerard and Lennon be wanting to rest key players for these games, or do you reckon they'll be wanting to start their strongest team in all comps? In terms of Rangers, I don't think the manager will make too many changes as you've seen in, uh, last night against Standard Liège. Um, he made a few, a couple of changes. I think that's the way he'll, he'll go forward. I think it's important that you keep a settled eight or nine players in the team and maybe rotate positions each um, each game. So I like the way he does it. I think sometimes when you go and rotate and you, you change five, six, seven players, uh, it's not good. I, I no, don't okay. like it. I don't like it when when things like that happen. I thought the the guys who come in in terms of Ryan Jack was excellent. Balligan looked to be he'd been there all season. Um, these guys that are coming in are, are doing their jobs properly. And when you make two changes, I don't think it affects. Yeah. What's went on the previous weeks? If I'm being honest with you, and he's managing people as well. I mean, Stephen Davis had obviously played for Northern Ireland, a couple of internationals. Then he had the old firm game. He's 35, and it was the right game to to take him out. No, it's great management, of course. It is. You know, 
Rangers for sole focus this year's league, and that's why Stephen Davis never played Thursday night. Mm. You know, he's wanting Steve Davis in that that team for Sunday at Ibrox. Maybe when Lovey Wolf's sitting, Steve Davis is that guy that will ping passes forward. So he's thinking about it. Mm. As Barry says, I've never played in a team where you rotate four or five players every week and you do well. The teams I've played in, all right, they've been rare. Are, are the teams that you know the, the starting eleven? Okay, there could be one or two changes here and there. And I think that's where Celtic have struggled this year. Very, I don't think they've played the same team twice in a row. And you, and you would really struggle to predict it you on any Rob, given weekend. Even the Saturday, yep. Rob, Sunday, sorry, yep. you know, it's impossible to predict the Celtic team. And Celtic need to get to that for me. Celtic need to get 11 players that Neil Lennon likes that can play his system and stick with it. And partly through the injuries. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. been tough for him, yeah. as I say. But people are coming back now, so for Celtic, hopefully they can get 11 players, that, as I say, that suits Neil Lennon's style and they give them yeah, a right good I goal. think it's always important that you've got a settled eight or nine. Mm-hmm. One, two changes is fine. Once you start going three, four, five, and six changes, it, it kills the way that you've been playing and it kills the consistency level. So, the way that he's going about his business in Europe, making a couple of changes, and like a key player like Stevie Davis, he'll probably pop back in on Sunday. Yeah. Ryan Jack may come out, or maybe an Arfield might come out. Um, but it's important that you keep the changes limited for I, me. Again, you look at the best team in the world in Liverpool, and they do it. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, they're a living off by heart. Yeah. Yeah. There could be one or two changes here and there, but. These players can play 50 games a season easy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they train and the way they live now, it's it's easy for them to go and play 50 games. They're they looked after as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, the, the recovery stuff they get in terms of, Sai will tell you, the, the recovery shakes, the the, the tablets they get, massages, massages and ice baths. Yeah. It's, it's on a different level for it was 10, 15 years ago. Cameron, do you think that Rangers have the strength of squad that can cope with the demands at the moment to, to do well in Europe? They've obviously started so well and winning the title. Um, well, definitely a lot more confident this season. We've got more depth this season compared to recent years. So at the minute, I'm pretty confident, yeah. And what about the job Stephen Gerrard's doing this year? Because he had a lot of criticism at the end of last season. Were you one of those who were critical of yeah. him? Nah, never critical. We, I mean, a lot of Rangers fans are quite spoiled with success. We've got to realise where we've come from in recent years, and I think Gerald's done a fantastic job. And if we were to get anyone else in, I just think that we're going back the way. Well, he's certainly in there in, in what a job he's doing, Si. Well, he's, he's, he's not doing a great job until he wins a trophy for me. Huh? Yeah, you know, yeah. Rangers are, have improved massively yeah. under him. I think he speaks very well. Yeah. He looks like a Rangers manager to me. But you're not a successful Rangers manager until you win a, a trophy uh, or a uh, league. Yeah, I think he knows he's going to be judged on what he wins and he knows how big a season this is this season two years um, without a trophy I just I, again I'll go back to know just the squad I'm looking at him as well he's got a different mannerism yeah. about him this season at the, at the sidelines he knows how important it is he knows the demands and the expectations that's put on him with the Rangers fans and he knows that a trophy needs to come through the, the front doors at Ibrooks. Yeah, and he's been affected by what happened last season and the season before in terms of things tailing off for Rangers in the in the second half of the season. I mean, he keeps, the, the word he keeps using at the moment is humble, isn't it? Despite, mm-hmm. despite the fact they're rolling out some really good results at the moment, stay humble is the message. Stay focused is the message as well. N- nobody's going to get carried away with uh, Steven Gerrard around. Yep, it's far too early in the season, Rob. But as I said, we're only 11 domestic games in. They're doing yep. well in Europe. Let's let's keep it going. Keep, but the, keep the heat. Yep, yep. That, that's the, the old Glasgow saying. Keep the heat. Yeah. Cameron, do you see the matches over there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cameron, can I ask you a question? Home and away or neighbours? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, to be honest, I've never watched any of them. Ah, oh, you're <laughs> kidding me, on man. <laughs> 
I was neighbours. So was that neighbours? <laughs> okay, listen, thanks very much, Cameron. We are. Uh, we're in the final straight, so we're going wow. into injury time. I so, want to stay. Yeah, yeah I want to stay listen, all night. But we've got lots still to come. Don't worry about that. We'll come to the Sunday matches in a moment or two. So St Mirren and Hamilton Aki's, I'm afraid, is off because of the COVID problem. Si, let's start with uh, Kilmarnock Hibs. What do you reckon on, on Saturday? Right, so we're just going for the, there's no result. It's just who's going to win. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, you oh, ready? I like a result. Right. Okay, tell tell me first, then I'll see. Right, okay, yeah. I'm going to go a Hibs win. A Hibs win, and the scoreline. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> me. Has Kelly, Kelly got players in it? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go Hibs win. Okay, I'm going to go two one Hibs. Two one, oh. Barry. He's copying me. <laughs> two one, okay. And Rob. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. two one Kilmarnock. Oh okay. wow! Mm, right. yep. Ask why. Um, I just think they're they're on a little roll. I think Kilmarnock are beginning to find some form. They went through the difficult patch. I heard uh, Jack Ross getting all scientific about looking at games in blocks and yep. all that. Hibs have been great so far. I just have a feeling for Kilmarnock. Good result about, okay. last week for Kilmarnock. Right, yep. guys, we're going to have to keep going. St. Johnson, Dundee United. Barry, what do you reckon? One each. One each. Sai? 1-0 St. Johnston. Rob? 2-0 St. Johnston. They're back. Yeah, yep. good, good players. Okay. And uh, Motherwell, Ross County. Rob? Um, I hate tipping against uh, my hometown team, but uh, I think Motherwell are going to win that one, one nil. Motherwell looking to build now, Si Yeah, I'm going to go Motherwell two one. Is that hat trick? Have you said? <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> he keeps copying me. <laughs> two one, two one. Rob is a match tonight, of course. Uh, hearts in action. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Our both hearts in the yep. in the championship, yep. and uh, hearts looking to well continue where they left off last Friday with 6-2 against Dundee well caught oh. by the way no, no, no place you want to go on a cold windy right. Friday night oh, that oh, I oh, wow I couldn't they pay me enough to go and play the other night he's done a brilliant job but uh, yep. what a guy ok uh, your own matches will come to in a moment to the weekend let's go uh, to Ibrooks first that should be easier to predict I would imagine Rob Rangers Livingston yeah I think it could be you know it's got the potential to be sticky Livingston yeah. that sort of team that it could be awkward for Rangers or they could win 5-0 they just ca- carry on where they where they left off I think Rangers uh, Rangers 2-0 for me oh, who are you going yeah, Barry? Sai. what Barry go it's these Sai. <laughs> I mean ok I'll go 3-0 Rangers yeah. 3-0 Rangers <laughs> you've no way 3-0 you're kidding me on that <laughs> Yeah. Listen, it's going to be. I think it will be a, a sticky, a sticky game. They'll come and try and frustrate, but Rangers in the end for me. That's why now. we'll be the best man. Yeah. My best management team. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Uh, will he make changes? One or two. Yeah. Max, I can see him making. Where would they be? Where giant? Where would they be? In the midfield. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a rebo gets a game. Yep. Yeah, he, he might give Davis and a rebo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, two players that would come in. Ibrox. I think both of them. Uh, the types you want at Ibrooks Davis to, to pass the ball forward and Aribo is that midfielder that can go and take people on and create chances two so, minutes yeah. left uh, what about the match of the weekend that has to be Aberdeen oh, yes. against Celtic Rob? yeah well Celtic yeah. under massive pressure off the back of losing 2-0 to Rangers um, and 2-1 uh, 3-1 last night against AC Milan at home so they're, they're under massive pressure I think it's going to be really difficult for them I think Aberdeen will have a go as Barry said earlier I think it's going to be 1-1 Si I'm going to surprise you we're going to go to Barry okay. what do you reckon Yep, I think Aberdeen, eh, as I said, will have a go, but I think Celtic will win the game 2-1. There okay. you go. No, I swear yeah. to God, I'm going 2-1. Purely on the reason yeah. that I can't see Celtic keeping a clean sheet, but I think I think they've got goals in them with, with Griffiths and Yeti. Yeah. Again, I'll go 2-1 uh-huh. Celtic. And uh, for Celtic, so that would be a massive one, because the pressure, how do you feel for the manager? 
for Neil Lennon at this moment? I quite, you know, I feel I feel for him because it's hard times for a manager. I watched an interview with Brian Rice on Twitter, and he was saying that in all the years he's been in football, it's the toughest it's been. Quite, you know, an emo- quite an emotional interview. That it was, wasn't it? It was yeah. good. It was really good. A and light chipper. You know, yeah. I don't have the pressure of that. Of going for ten in a row, we get so many players out. I mean, the way social media is now, the frenzy yeah. are in ten in a row. I, I do feel for Neil Lennon, but that's why he's paid the money to be the Celtic manager. Yeah, yeah but, I, quite, I quite like that from from Brian Rice, and, yeah. and I quite like that from Neil Lennon today as well. The message he was sending out it was that keep calm because there are so many variables, many more variables than we've ever had before in recent times. I'm going to tell you what's coming up next. It's Stevie Lennon. In the mix, did you hear it last Friday night? It was sensational. Donna Summer and everything was in there, and Jules, Judge Jules, is on it. Oh, excellent! Hard to believe that is coming up. Have you got your glow sticks, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Always. Stevie Lennon in the mix, and Judge Jules joins us here. It has to be Glasgow's own Go Radio. Listen, thanks to everyone who called in this week and on the socials. To everyone who joined us in the program, it's been and will be, of course, next week as well. On Thursday, we'll be on all the way. We've got Rangers playing Lech Poznan, Lille against Celtic. It's going to be some week. Enjoy your weekend. We're back Monday at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.